0: Um, tonight we're talking about moral. It's in principle four, step four. Um, So I want to just read those real quick um, just to kind of, like I always say, posture ourselves for what we're talking about. But principle four says openly examine and confess my faults to myself, to God, and to someone I trust. And then step four is we made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. The scripture that goes with step four that you'll see in your participants guide is, is Lamentations 340 that says, let us examine our ways and test them and let us return to the Lord. And I've heard that scripture a lot, especially just being here. We've heard it over and over. Um, and early on, I feel like I was, I was guilty of, not really thinking about that too much, just kind of going over, brushing over, just another scripture that I hear over and over again. Um, I heard the word examine and return to the Lord in that. And I just kind of summed it up in my mind as whatever is going wrong, give it to God. And it's, it's so much more of a process than that. So first it says, let us examine So it's us starting the work, not God. It's us examining. And then the word examine means to investigate closely. So a deep look into our ways. And then we test them. And then we return to the Lord for his guidance. Now we use this term of doing our fourth step or we use it in terms of doing our fourth step inventory. So typically, we consider our ways, when it says our ways, to be our past faults and harms that we've done, usually all the bad things that we've done. Uh, We talk about our recovery being a lifelong commitment, right? So the flip side of the coin to that scripture and limitations as it applies to our recovery is that we start to get to a point Hopefully, this is why we're here. We get to a point that our ways are starting to line up with the will of God. That's the goal. To have our ways to be his. So in the future, this scripture will have another meaning for you. When we examine our ways, our prayers, loving one another, service to other people, and we test those, instead of returning to the Lord with constant repentance of all the things that we were doing wrong, we can return to him with gratitude now because the things that we're testing are his ways and they're working. God's ways under examination will never fail. So tonight's lesson is moral Referring to moral inventory in step four and moral in this context means honest So there are more lessons on step four than any other lesson that we have uh, Any other steps that we have which means we will have more time to talk about kind of the logistics of making the inventory in the coming weeks Um, As I was preparing the teaching I really felt God guiding me to just spend our time talking about the importance of openness and honesty in the process, the moral part of the inventory. So I don't need an answer, but I would just want you to ask yourself, do you believe that God is all knowing? Do you truly believe He knows and sees everything. If so, there's no point in trying to hide anything from him. I would assume that a big reason that you're here at CR, instead of another 12-step program, is because you see the value involving God in your recovery. So God is the most life-giving question-answering, loving sponsor that you could ever have. He knows the truth, so don't miss out on the fruits of relationship with him by hiding and denying what he already knows, because he already knows the truth, right? Go to him honestly, and when you do that, he will respond. Maybe not always the way we want him to, but he's going to respond. First John five fourteen and 15 says, this is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked of him. So the key to that scripture is according to his will. His will is never going to be dishonest. So if you're going to him in dishonesty, then you're not going to be going to him in his will. The response is not going to be the same as going to him honestly and humble. Uh, Tom touched on sponsorship last week. Um, at least I think he did. I wasn't here. Usually when he teaches, I try to miss. So. Um, he's not even in here, is he? He'll watch it on. He'll watch it on YouTube in a couple of weeks. Okay. Your your honesty with your sponsor is paramount as well. Your sponsor wants to see you succeed, but they can't help what they don't know. So withholding information uh, to avoid hard conversations is only going to delay healing. And a lot of us have started doing our sponsors' work for them, which slowly turns us into our own sponsor and and I remember I remember when I was my own sponsor um, and I was an active alcoholic drug addict who repeated I'll quit on Monday every other weekend that's when I was my own sponsor Um, we try and filter what should and shouldn't be told to our sponsor we say uh, this isn't that big of a deal, so I don't really need to tell them. Or they're too busy right now to hear about this. Um, it's, it's small. It's not a big deal. It doesn't matter. I already know what I need to do, so I don't need to tell them. I'll just do what I know they're going to tell me to do. <clears throat> or I know exactly what he or she is going to say about this. We've taken the trust out of our sponsor and built a dishonest relationship with them under the disguise of recovery. At that point, you just have a sponsor because you are checking it off the list that you have a sponsor, which is doing nothing for either one of you. If you have a sponsor but you never check in with them, you make them chase you down to talk. Uh, They have to constantly push you to do step work. You consistently relapse or struggle, but never call them until after you've done that. You're not not using the tool of a sponsor for its full capabilities. Those things happen, but to continue to choose to allow it to happen is where the problem is. Not only that, you may be hurting someone else's recovery by doing that. We are a small group here, small group. We want to be bigger, but right now we've kind of been around the same size and there's only so many people in this room that have enough recovery that's ready to sponsor other people. Um, so more than likely there is someone in here who needs a sponsor and wishes that they had your sponsor. When you have someone investing in you, but in turn aren't doing the work, It hurts the whole family. Colossians 3, 9 9 through 11 says, do not lie to one another since you laid aside the old self with its evil practices and have put on the new self who is being renewed to a true knowledge according to the image of the one who created him. Honesty with your sponsor. It works. So if you are someone who has had trouble with honesty and has struggled with that, um, and the things that I'm already discussing. You may be asking yourself, "How do I change this? Where do I, where do I start?" Just telling someone to be honest is sometimes just like telling somebody, "Just stop drinking. Just stop doing drugs. Just if you just stop, you won't have any issue." Being honest with yourself is the start of it. So I have some questions that you can ask yourself. If you want to write these down, this may help you in the future, but just ask yourself these things. First, this is a question I've asked a lot of the guys that I've sponsored. What are you afraid of? A lot of our unhealthy responses in life are due to fear. Frustration, anger, worry, jealousy, all have the ability to show itself when in fear. So when you find yourself wanting to to be dishonest about a mistake or not wanting to pray to God about something that you're avoiding, ask yourself what your fear is. And really try to get to the root of the fear. I've heard so many guys in the past tell me, I'm just not the type of guy that reaches out to people. Or I I don't really like sharing my feelings There's a fear there that's being covered up with excuses What is it and how can Jesus help you overcome it? We spent so much of our lives avoiding fear Covering up fear with toxic behaviors substances and now instead of avoiding Here, we move through fear, not around it. Isaiah 41.10 says, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Another question to ask yourself, what do I feel guilty about? Is unaddressed guilt guiding certain relationships in your life? Is guilt keeping you from searching and reaching the calling that God has put on your life? See, God uses guilt to correct us when we're wrong. And there are times that we've done wrong things and we should feel guilty about them. However, when you are a follower of Christ, you don't live in guilt. It doesn't become your identity. We don't allow it to beat us up repeatedly. That isn't guilt, it's condemnation. And that's not from God, it's from our own flawed thinking. Ask yourself what do I resent? Maybe who do I resent and why? Resentments are the result of burying and avoiding your hurts. If you get to the habit of suppressing resentments instead of addressing them, you begin to treat people different. You're critical of everything. You no longer are guided by love, but by frustration, pride, anger, depression. Imagine how that affects your honesty and recovery, if that's what you're guided by. So I'm trying with these questions to illustrate how being honest with yourself can better your recovery through these questions. And I've also given you a way to really start the process of your inventory in your fourth step, if if that's where you are. Because answering the questions of, What am I afraid of? What do I feel guilty about? And what do I resent? Should bring up instances in your life that need addressing. So just journal those things, just write those down. We put a lot of rules around this fourth step and I'll talk about that in a little bit more, but we, I, I'm a rule follower I need some guidance I will I can do anything you ask me to do but just give me some parameters and tell me what you're expecting and I'll do it And sometimes that's not what's going to get the best results sometimes you just gotta jump in and do it so don't always get caught up in the rules and that's what your sponsors for that's who's gonna guide you through this Um, but sometimes even working on some of this stuff just journaling Make a little note next to it. Even if you just keep a journal and something like this comes up, put a little star by it so you can come back to it when you get to the fourth step because you'll have this long list of things that you can immediately start on as soon as you get to that point. And building on that, there's, there's been a fear created around the fourth and the fifth step and, and I'm, I'm guilty of this. I've, I've joked about in the past when we get to the fourth step, you know, calling it the dreaded fourth and fifth step. And, you know, I'm, I'm guilty of, of that. And I want to change that. It is true that there are a lot of people that quit at this point. It's the fourth step. Because it's work. It's actual writing and doing that instead of talking, admitting, surrendering, things like that. But all of our, all of our recovery is work. It's all hard. So I want to try to change that for us and not continue to build this fear around it. Um, And just know that it's part of the territory. It's what we're, it's gonna be just something that we do like every other thing that we do in our 12 steps. We're always going to be working. The step's no different. It's honesty in action, but it's also a relief. Ask someone who's gotten it done. Ask them if they feel relieved after it was done. Dishonesty will get in the way of the relief. Self-pity will block it. Alibis, excuses, dishonest thinking will all get in the way of the relief. You finally have a means to clear out the junk, to burn the trash. Focus on the fact that this is an opportunity to get back to level ground. We sank for so long. Our past had us digging a hole with hurts, resentments, shame, and we are going to fill that hole with repentance, forgiveness, and the grace of Jesus. First Chronicles 29, 17 says, I know, my God, that you examine our hearts and rejoice when you find integrity there. You know I have done all this with good motives, and I have watched your people offer their gifts willingly and joyously. Our recovery is a gift. Not just the freedom. God gives us from our hurts, habits, and hangups. That is a tremendous gift, but our past is a gift. It does not define us. It no longer holds us back. It has been surrendered to God, covered by Jesus, and now used as a weapon with the Holy Spirit to forever fend off our demons and empower others to do the same thing. What brought us here has or will become the very thing that strengthens you. The holes and the cracks in our faith that the devil tried to stretch and live in are now filled with the power of Christ. Ashes made beautiful. Old self to new self. Unveiled renewal. 2 Corinthians 3, 16 through 18 says, But whenever a person turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed in the same image from glory to glory just as from the Lord the Spirit. How cool is that? That's all I got for you guys. Let's, uh, can I close out with prayer? Can you guys stand? We're gonna close out with prayer and then we'll say this for prayer any prayers. <laughs> Father God, thank you for what you've given me to share tonight. I hope that someone heard it. I know if I'm following you with what I share, that there's a reason for that. So whoever that reason is, Lord, I ask you to lift them up and use this as power to fight off all the things that we just talked about. Lord, I ask you to give us a sense that you have lifted fear from us, that we're able to be honest with the people around us, with ourselves and with you, Lord, so that you see our obedience, that you see our love for you, and that you continue to fill us up with the spirit that's going to empower us to overtake all of the things that held us back in the past. Lord, we love you. Thank you for all the people in this room. Thank you for strengthening our family, and I ask that you continue to do so. In Jesus' name, amen.